Life by Divine with Sue Tomei fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue Demay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue Demay. Welcome, everybody. It's an honor again to be here with you this beautiful morning. And I'm... I have so much, I I really feel like there's always so much that I want to share with you. I just feel like my heart is pouring with messages right now in so many different ways. And I'm, I'm really grateful to have this platform to be able to jump into your lives, whether it's live every Tuesday at nine Pacific, or whether you're listening to the podcast, you know, on your own time, downloading them and keeping them on your device and using them whenever you feel like you need some inspiration or a sprinkling of love or insight or guidance, whatever it is in whatever capacity, it's just a real honor for me to come into your life and to touch your hearts in whatever way possible and support you on your path. The the biggest thing that I feel is challenging a lot of people, especially in, in the, the realm of spirituality and personal growth and personal development is that a lot of times we kind of go it alone and we're, we're at the bit of the lone wolf and, and trying to figure things out. And we don't need to do that, especially now because there's so much more, there's so many more people that are waking up. There's so many more people that are open and curious and, and on this path of discovery, of self-discovery and, and awakening. And we're definitely not alone. It We're, we're definitely not standing so much on the leading edge like we were before where you'd kind of look around and there's like nobody there. I really feel like there's there's a lot more light leaders standing up. There's a lot more light light workers waking up and there's a lot more people coming out of the woodwork and and sharing and owning and and embracing their gifts. So Although sometimes it feels a bit lonely, it's only because we've kind of withdrawn and we disconnected or we're not quite maybe plugged into the right network of people yet, or we haven't found our tribe. And my invitation for you is just to remain open and curious so that you can be guided to the people that you're meant to be with during this time of awakening and evolution. The world is evolving. There's a big shift happening. It's been happening for a while and we don't have to go it alone. That's the beautiful thing. There's still a lot of people that are living life by default. There's still a lot of people that are asleep at the wheel. Totally okay. Totally okay. And there's some of us that are feeling the real call to help wake others up. That's great keep following those nudges if that's what if that's what you're feeling or perhaps you're here because you just need some support on your own path and your own awakening and that's beautiful welcome we welcome everybody there's no right or wrong way to do this thing called life and the ego would have us believe that we can get it wrong the ego would have a strive to get it right to be perfect but that's just that that's just the ego's fear-based programming. That's just all the programming in our mind that's been downloaded all the years, all these years, 
telling us that we're not good enough, we're not doing enough, and we'll never be enough. So no matter what you do or don't do, in the eyes of the ego, you will never get it right. You will never be good enough. Something will always be wrong. It will never be perfect, although it, it'll, the ego will encourage you to strive for perfection. You just can't. It's just not attainable because the bar the ego set is so high that even when you hit the bar that it's set, it moves it. It bumps it up and says, okay, you can do better. So there's no pleasing the ego. There's no satisfying the ego. And I'm going to encourage you just, just to, to begin to, to take the time to stop striving, chasing, seeking. Now, there's a difference between being guided and moving toward and feeling that nudge and feeling that energy flowing towards something to be curious and open about it. And then there's that seeking like something's missing, desperately hoping for. There's a lot of people chasing their purpose. They don't know what it is and they feel like a piece of the puzzle is missing or a piece of themselves is missing. There's, they're seeking the truth. And the, the, the thing with everything out there, including this radio show, including my message, including my books, everything I share is simply pointing to the truth. There is no one thing that here, I can't give you anything and say, here, this is truth. This is the truth. Take it and spread the word. This is the truth. There's no one truth for everyone. The path to awakening is different for every individual. And what we need, those pointers to the truth, is different from what one person needs to another. So really what it becomes, see, what happens is we, we have these pointers to the truth and we mistake it for truth with a capital T. Everything is just pointing to the truth. And the thing is, yes, it's external. Yes, there's these external symbols. There's these tools. There's these symbols in the world of, of books and products and words and all these kinds of things that point us to the truth. But when we mistake those pointers for truth, that's where we get stuck. So how do we discern? How do we know what's for us and what's not for us? How do we know if we're meant to take a program or not take a program? How do we know if we're meant to pick up a book or not pick up a book? Everyone keeps telling you to pick up something and do one thing, but maybe you're not feeling it in your heart. So who do you listen to, them or you? Who, who knows the truth for you? Who knows what is for you and your path at this time. Nobody out there can know that for you. And the challenge is a lot of people don't know it for themselves. They don't know how to discern between what their head is saying, which is kind of accumulated with everybody else's gunk and opinions and advice and judgments, and what their heart is guiding them toward. So today's topic is head versus heart and practicing divine discernment. Discernment is key. And just to kind of give you an idea of, of discernment, a lot of people don't all know what discernment really means. Discernment is the ability to identify, in, the, in this context, the ability to identify what is head versus heart. What is a choice for love versus what is a choice for fear? Discernment is the practice of following your intuition versus following what you think you should or shouldn't do or what others think you should or shouldn't do. So discernment is the ability to identify which path you're meant to take and, and how does that feel 
in your heart. So there's discernment in our head, but that's more decision kind of logic and reason. And then there's discernment in the heart, which is what I'm really wanting to encourage everybody to be in alignment with. When we hear people say, oh, just follow your heart, lead with your heart. I say it a lot. Trust your intuition. It sounds really simple, but it's not easy. It's definitely not easy because of the programming, the fear-based programming that we're inundated with and, and downloaded for a lifetime already, which is the opposite. It's telling us the opposite. We were born naturally intuitive. We're born intuitive. We're programmed to make logical decisions, to make decisions based on fear, fact, reason, logic. Let's think about this. Let's weigh the pros and cons. It's a very heady process that we're taught in decision-making. But decisions aren't meant to be head first. They're meant to be heart first and head follows. I'll say that again, heart first, head follow. So the, the actual mind, the head is actually meant to be in the passenger seat and the heart is meant to be driving. The heart is meant to lead in every moment. We are, we are intuitive beings. We are meant to make intuitive decisions, intuitive choices. And when, when we're living life by divine, that just happens naturally. It's just a flow. I, I don't think about things throughout my day like I used to. It was more of a process that I had to practice. And then the divine discernment just became more of a natural flow for me. So there are times where I stop and I need to check in and I need some even some support around discernment because sometimes I'm attached to what the answer or what the guidance is or isn't. So that's where I join with other people. So as we explore the topic today, head versus heart, practicing divine discernment, my intention is to give you as much information as I possibly can to try and increase your confidence and give you some tools that you can actually practice in the moment-to-moment -moment days as you go along. And there's a kind of a five-step process that dropped in this morning as a little tool to share. So I'm going to share that with you at some point as well. In the meantime, as you're listening, the practice of discernment has already begun. So your ability to take what resonates and bring it into your heart and release what doesn't and just put it aside. Some stuff will be like a real clear, like, ding, 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 this is for you. And other stuff will be a subtle, like, hmm, interesting, and kind of spark some intrigue or curiosity. And then other pieces will be like, that don't feel resonant to that at all. Beautiful. Use discernment to take what you're meant to take from my message today and leave the rest behind. Because this is what happens. We fill our heads with knowledge thinking that we need more knowledge in order to know. But the knowing that we're really seeking goes beyond the mind. It has nothing to do with knowledge, actually. It has nothing to do with the mind. The knowing that I'm talking about is a knowing on a heart level that goes beyond logic and reason. It goes beyond the thinking mind. It's a knowing that we can tap into that will allow us to have the confidence and clarity in the moment-to-moment 
decisions, the moment-to-moment inspired action. And it becomes more natural. We remember because if we've forgotten, that's really what's happened is with all the programming and all the 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 changes and, and the fear-based stuff and the additional advice and suggestions of other people taking on other people's opinions instead of instead of creating creating our own knowing or allowing our own knowing to to lead the way we forget we forget how to trust our intuition so this is a process of remembering kind of like remembering how to ride a bike we know how to do it we just need to practice again so practice is key and then trust the process there's the the work we're doing and the work I, I do with, with my members and with in community and, and with all of you by kind of sprinkling this information into your hearts is to slowly unwind, unschool, unlearn, unprogram, to slowly clear the mind of everything that would actually block you from trusting your intuition again, trusting, knowing, following, feeling aligning with full confidence. That's my intention for you is to break down all the barriers, all the blocks to love, all the fear that's keeping you from actually feeling and knowing your intuition and your heart's guidance. We have this internal GPS. There's another way to say it. We have an internal GPS that knows the directions, it knows every moment, every step, every turn we need to make, knows all the detours that we're meant to take for our, for our deepest healing and our greatest awakening. Spirit, our teacher of love, knows everything we need individually to unwind our minds and align with our intuitive knowing. Everything, every step, every moment, Spirit knows exactly what we need. So that's that grand perspective. On our human level perspective, it's very limited. We think we know what we don't know. We think we know what we need, but it's limited. We can't possibly know. It's just knowledge we have in our head that we apply to what's in front of us. And it's a limited perspective that we can see. And it's filtered through any leftover fear-based programming in our minds. So as we start to unravel and unwind all that fear-based programming, release it, kind of unlearn it, unschool it, we actually start to peel away all the filters that are interfering with our ability to be intuitive and have that deep knowing and follow from there. That's living life by divine, letting that force within you, letting that spirit within you guide you, lead you, direct you in every moment. It becomes a beautiful orchestration, a beautiful collaboration, a beautiful dance. In the beginning, it can feel a little bit like logic, kind of using the understanding of the mind and using the mind to try and understand the knowing in the heart. That's part of the process. But eventually, it'll come to this place where it's just a beautiful flow with life. When we look at intuition, the biggest thing I hear a lot is people saying, I don't know, how do I know it's my head? Oh, how do I know it's my heart and not my head? 
how do I know it's, it's my intuition? How do I know that it's love and not fear speaking? How do I know that it's spirit as my teacher and not ego as my teacher? And, and that's not an easy question to answer because again, it really is different for each individual, but also the ego is very clever. I've talked about this in the last couple episodes, I've been introducing the evolution of the ego, which is my new book. And I, I was really excited because my book is, um, we, we did the virtual launch and now it's a, a bestseller in Canada, UK and the US, which is really exciting. So I'm, I'm honored to have the book in more people's hearts and more people's homes and more people's hands because this message is really, really important to understand the evolution of the ego is to understand how it will disguise itself as love, how it will infiltrate your life, how it will embed fear in every aspect of your life, particularly in the way of personalities, different personalities. And those personalities can be negative personalities or positive personalities. They can appear caring and loving, or they can appear kind of grumpy and judging. There's a lot of different, I named a bunch of them and I shared them in the last couple episodes. You can jump back if you missed them and go back and listen to the replays. But the evolution of the ego, that book will really give you the inner and outer workings and understanding of how the ego can influence you. So what'll happen is you'll start, you're going along, you're starting to trust your intuition again, you're feeling good, you got some confidence, you feel like you've got your feet on the ground again about it. And suddenly the ego evolves and disguises itself as love and pretends to be your biggest cheerleader. And then all of a sudden there's the artificial feel good. Whereas when you knew before what that intuitive kind of trusting feeling was like that heart. Yes, you, you knew what it was. And all of a sudden it shifts, it changes. It's very subtle, but it changes, but we're so caught up in it that we don't recognize the subtleness of the shift. So what I'm going to teach you today is to tune into the subtle shifts and to discern the and practice the discernment, the divine discernment, so that you can identify when it's clear, it's your heart, and when it's ego disguised as intuition or disguised as love, and when it's actually just totally fear-based or your head trying to get in the way or your ego trying to get in the way. Sometimes it'll be obvious. Sometimes it'll be less obvious. The other piece I'm going to encourage you to do is finding someone that is intuitive, that can join with you, that can feel into it with you and help you discern. That practice is really, really essential. And I, I do that a lot within my community. I do that a lot with my clients. I do that myself as well with my coach and, and the healers that work with me. Because if there's something I'm attached to, knowing the answer, I'm attached to what the answer is, then my fear-based mind can actually get in the way of actually discerning. So sometimes I'll tune in, I'll get guidance. And just to make sure I'll join with somebody to feel into the intuition for me as well, just as confirmation that I'm on track, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm not, that the ego's not in there somewhere. As you practice this more and more, it becomes more, you become more and more attuned to the subtle shifts that happen from love to fear, from fear to love. And the subtle shifts become more obvious. 
Now, part of my intuitive gift is to really feel into the intangibility of it and to really like beyond the subtle, I can actually feel the energy behind the, the energy. It's like, I've become so attuned to fear that I can, I can just, it feels like a tiny little scratch or there's something there. I can't quite put my finger on it. So whether it's mine or someone else's, I become really good at being able to feel it for other people. And everyone has the ability to tune in and start to really become fine-tuned to feel it for themselves. Not saying you'll be able to feel it for others, but you can definitely learn to feel it for yourselves. Some of you will be doing this work in the, in the healing realm. Some of you are already doing it and it becomes more and more fine-tuned in the work you're doing as you become more and more fine-tuned in the work you're doing for yourself. Either way, start within your own self. Start at home first, home in your own heart. Start there. Best place to start. So let's take a look at the five steps that came in this morning. The first one is stop. When you feel, when you're tuning in, when you're making a decision, especially if there's a decision that, like like I said earlier, you're a little attached to what the answer is or you're afraid of what the answer is, stop. That's the first step is just stop. Stop and be still. And And the word stop is interesting because I just, I would normally say pause, but I'm using the word stop because there's all these S's that came in this morning, but also because I saw this on Facebook. I don't remember who had posted it, but I remember seeing someone wrote stop, but it stood for spirit take over, please. So S-T-O-P, spirit take over, please. That's that like stop and forgive it. Okay, this is what's happening. I'm not clear. I, I'm having trouble discerning. There's a stop. Spirit, take over, please. That's that surrender, your personal will, you're trying, you're trying to figure it out, all of that. Surrender it over to spirit and, and ask, I need your help. I need your guidance. Show me the way. So the first thing is to stop and actually be willing and open to tune in about the guidance, to, to check in and, and see what intuitively you're being guided to do or not to. So stop is the first one. And I love that where it says spirit take over, please. (laughs) That's that. Like, I don't know what all this is for. I bet on a human level, I do not know what all this is for, but my spirit knows. Therefore I offer it to you. Show me the way I surrender it all to you. Show me the way. So stop. The second step is soften. Just even right now, take a breath and soften. Just set an, there we go. Just set an intention to soften. That in itself will open up more of a receptive experience around your intuition. What you're doing is kind of softening and saying to the universe, I'm open. I'm open to anything. I'm open to any guidance. I'm open to any insights. I'm open to any feelings, whatever it is, I am open. So you stop and soften. That's no, that's the opening. That's like opening the door and saying, spirit, come on in, come on into my heart, come on into my body, come on into my mind, help me out here. I need your support. So stop and soften. And then we have sink, sink in. When you're in your head trying to figure something out, more often than not, we're running on a hamster wheel. And we're running on a hamster wheel, the same kind of thoughts over and over again, or there's new 
theme happens to be, when we stop and sink in, it allows us to be fully present to what is. But not only that, my intention here when I use the word sink in is from the head, imagine you could sink in and down into the heart space. So another way to visualize it is like you have a spotlight that's kind of shining right and left and up and down and forward and back all around. You have a spotlight in your head and you're trying to find the answer and you're trying to look and see in the dark, find the way, and you've got the spotlight just kind of swinging all around the place. Imagine that you could take that spotlight because the mind is actually holding onto it, which the ego loves because it's going to help you try and seek and find and chase your whole life. Imagine you could take that spotlight and drop it down, sink down into your heart space. Now imagine that spotlight is a light of awareness. And then you give your heart or spirit control over it. Say, here, you guide me. You show me the way. You take over my spotlight. You take the lead. You take the wheel. And then the the spotlight starts to just shine on what's purposeful. In the head, it'll shine on everything. Is that it? Nope, that's not it. Is this it? Nope. Oh, it's over there. Oh, it's over here. It's over here. It's like it's constant. It's like a chase. It's like a, it's like, no, the picture I have is, you know, I'm sure you've seen those videos with cats with a little laser light. And then the people are and their their owners are playing with the laser light and the cat's running all over the place trying to catch the light. That's what it's like when we're trying to chase and figure it out. Is it over here? Is it over there? How do I get it? Can I catch it over here? It's like, just constant where when we sink down into our heart space and we give spirit the spotlight then that light is just illuminating what's purposeful for our path so it becomes much more efficient we save a lot of time and a lot of energy and for the most part a lot of money for a lot of people so when we can sink in, be fully present, and allow spirit to guide us, it won't always make logical sense. Sometimes we're guided to go in a direction which feels counterintuitive, but it's not. It's very intuitive. It feels counterintuitive in the mind because it doesn't make sense or we don't understand. But at the same time, it's actually perfect. So when we trust and we can drop in, sink in, and trust, and follow the guidance, even when it doesn't make sense. Everything is orchestrated from that life by divine realm of living. And from that place, spirit is working on behalf of everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once, including you. So everything that comes through for you is for you and everyone else. It's a beautiful orchestration for all of humanity. So sinking in. So you're going to stop. Spirit, take over, please. You're going to soften. Feel that opening. And you're going to sink in. Feel a presence. There's a, a big surrender in that as well. 
kind of surrendering what you think in your head or what you hope for, all that. You surrender your agenda, surrender your personal will to align with your true will, which is your soul's will, your spirit's will. So those are the first three steps. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to share the next two steps and we'll go into a little bit more of the tools of discernment as we come back from the break. We'll be right back. Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I am your host, Sue Dumay. Today, I've been talking about head versus heart. If you're just joining us, we can I can give you some pieces, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to this. And if you've listened to it, it's always a good one to listen to it again, because this is just a practice of remembering and reminding us. It's a gentle reminder of what we already know in our hearts but the challenge is we already think something in our head that blocks what we know in the heart. So it's really an unwinding in the mind to allow us to sink into the knowing and remembering how to trust our intuition. The discernment is key. And I was sharing five steps to bring you into the practice of divine discernment. The first step was stop. So stop standing for spirit. Take over, please surrendering over what's happening. I do not know what this is for, and I'm open for guidance. Show me the way. Show me what what I, you would have me do. So there's a real surrender in that. And then soften. Soften is the opening to the mind, but also an opening in the heart and a softening in the body. Just creating that softening actually allows a lot of energy that's dense or, or being held to actually have an outlet and a movement. And that's really important. Number three is sink in, sink in and down into your heart space to be fully present. And then the fourth one, which is I had to share before the break, which we'll get into now is stay with it. 
So here's what happens. People sink in, they feel a feeling, they dismiss it, or they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to feel that. Or they talk themselves out of it. You can do the whole spiritual bypassing piece. So you hear a thought, you feel a feeling of fear, and then you talk yourself out of it or replace the thought with a positive thought. Unless you feel the energy and density behind that thought, that belief, that feeling, then it will remain in your energy field. It will remain in your physical body and it will continue to influence your decisions and impact your life in a negative way. So stay with it is essential. Stay with it means feel it, feel into it. How does it feel? Where do you feel it? When you're discerning around something, does it feel like a heart? Yes. Does it feel like a heart? No. Do you know what that feels like for you? Usually the heart, yes, feels like an expansion. It feels like an opening, a lightning. It feels like a lifting for some people. It's, it varies with the individual. So there are specific tools that can help you discern between a heart, yes, and a heart, no. And for you to identify that for yourself is really, really important. The other piece around this is if you feel fear, feel the fear, sit, sink into it, stay with it, sit with it, sit down beside it, get cozy with it, be with it, allow yourself to feel it fully. That's where the softening comes back in. So if you feel fear, let's say you feel feel fear in, in your solar plexus. You're tuning into something you want some guidance around and you feel fear in your solar plexus. As you tune into the fear, it might intensify. It's like shining the spotlight on it, right? It might intensify and stay with it anyways. Stay with it. Feel it fully. So let the fear have some space. Soften around it. See if there's any message. Be open to a message. You don't have to, to have a connection with, with what it is related to. And often, more often than not, particularly right now, because there's so much energy rising, there's so much old density coming to the surface because the change and the shift kind of on a global scale of the energy is actually forcing a lot of this to come up, whether we want it to or not. It's all coming to the surface. So stuff that has been there for past lives, generational stuff, hereditary stuff, early childhood stuff is all coming up to the surface. Collective feminine, collective masculine, all coming up to the surface. So when we feel something rising up in us, instead of trying to to numb it out, forget about it, bypass it, sprinkle it with kindness, change your thoughts about it, all of those things, just feel it, feel it first. Feel the fear, feel it fully, sit down with it, take some time with it, breathe through it. It's not going to be comfortable. This is not a fun process, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it because what you're doing is you're going to feel it until you feel the shift. That's the last number five is shift. You're going to feel it until it shifts. And the reason it shifts is because when we witness those that density, that energy, those emotions, it gives it permission to move and we can soften around it and see it rising or see it releasing down through our spine. So sometimes it goes up and out. Sometimes it goes down and out. It'll take the path of least resistance if we have a softening and an invitation 
and a witnessing to allow the energy to move. So emotions are energy in motion. When we allow the emotion of the energy to the energy of the emotion to move, it can express itself in clear. When we hold it, when we choke down our tears or we bite our tongue and swallow down our anger and swallow that bitter, bitter, pure, bitter, bitter pill of resentment, we hold on to it. We're choking down and, and grasping, strangling our emotional energy. And we hold on to it and then it becomes a block. It becomes an issue. It, infect, it, it impacts our health. It impact, impacts our relationships, our decisions. Everything is impacted. So stay with it. Feel it fully. And that goes with stay with it in the way of a thought. So if you have thoughts in your head, stay with those thoughts. Witness them. Let, but witness them in the way of seeing them kind of wash up and go, wash up and go, wash up and clear. Don't, don't let them just circle around and, and hit you on a, on a hamster wheel. That's a different feeling. Witness them and then imagine them, imagine forgiving them, forgiving them over for healing. Say, here, spirit, here's another thought. Oh, here's another thought. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. However many times and however many come up, keep forgiving them over. And then keep following it down until you feel the shift. That's step five. When you feel the shift in in your thoughts, when you feel the shift in your energy, sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's obvious. But when you feel the shift, then you know that a healing has occurred. You've released something on some level. When you allow the layers to be healed. Another layer might come right up and take its place. That's okay. Start again. Stop, soften, sink in, stay with it, shift, wait for the shift, allow the shift, invite the shift. Keep going. This is this whole process is just a practice and repeat and practice and repeat over and over and over again. And I promise a lot of my clients will be like, I've already dealt with my, my mother stuff, or I've already dealt with this abundance stuff. And I'm like, yep. And here's another layer. Like onions, we heal in layers. And I want you to see that some layers of the onion are thicker than others. Some are more challenging than others. Some will make you cry. Some will make you scream. Some will make you roar. Some will bring you to your knees. But every layer is essential until one day you kind of come full circle and you've healed. I love these full circle healings, especially when they kind of take you by surprise. And I've had many of them where all of a sudden I'm, I'm actually looking around going, wait a minute, normally in this situation, I'd be triggered or normally in this situation, I would feel fear, but it's nowhere to be found. So I kind of, I almost like practically turn my back and turn around, like do a whole circle because I'm looking for something that that used to be constant, kind of a constant companion, which was fear for so long. And all of a sudden it's not there. As we heal layer by layer by layer by layer, we eventually come to full circle healing around specific things. And when we see that we've come full circle in the healing, then I would love for you to celebrate that. 
you you might be in shock a little bit. You might be, like me, you might be looking for it going, where did it go? I can't believe it's gone. I'm like, I'm really, this is really weird. It feels a little disorienting sometimes too, because you're so used to the reaction in, in that, that natural reaction is no longer there. And the mind seems really calm, like oddly calm. Celebrate it. Celebrate those full circle healings. Celebrate those shifts. You deserve it because that's the work. That's, that's the celebration. That's the miracle that comes from doing the work. So stop. Spirit, take over, please. Soften. Opening the heart, opening the mind for another perspective. Requires a lot of curiosity. Openness there. And then sink in, fully present. Just sink right into the heart space. And observe from there. Imagine you could put that spotlight down in the heart and just let spirit take the spotlight and shine on what areas or what what you need to look at. And then stay with it. Stay with it. Feel it fully. Follow the thought down until you got to the root of it. And all of a sudden you feel the shift, which is number five. The practice of divine discernment is exactly that. It's a practice. And you'll be practicing it intentionally until one day it'll just come naturally again. That's, that's, that's what happens. It just is natural. The idea of head versus heart, sometimes it's going to be easier to discern than others. Sometimes it's going to be easier for you to know that you're in that heart space. And then there's other times where you'll, you may need to reach out for support. And that's okay too. So I want to take a moment to see if we can just help you feel into your heart. Yes. And this is an exercise that I, I used to do a lot, actually. It's like helping people find their truth center is what I called it before. But really, it's like helping people find their heart. Yes. So where do we feel the heart? Yes. In the body. It's different for other people. Most people feel it in the chest and the heart space, but not everybody. I had people that have felt it in the jaw, showed up in their face. I had other people feel it in their arms and their legs. One, you know, every once in a while, it's like a whole body thing. So there's no right or wrong way in your truth center where, where your heart. Yes. Resides can be a little bit unique and it can kind of shift as you go along. It might expand in, in, in your body a little bit as you do it more and more, but it's important for you to discern what does that feel like for you? So I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and take some deep breaths. And as you're breathing, just imagine you could take an elevator from the mind and bring your awareness along with that little spotlight down the elevator, down, 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 sinking into the heart space. And as you step out of the elevator in the heart space, just hold that spotlight and pass it over to spirit. Spirit, take over, please. You hold it. You guide me. You show me. So taking some deep breaths, imagine you could breathe into the heart space. And with each breath, you soften, soften a little bit more each breath out. And as you breathe in, you're inviting some guidance, an opening. I'm, I'm wide open. I'm curious. I'm not seeking. So there's a softening, an opening without seeking. A curiosity, an intrigue. I wonder, I wonder what my heart yes will feel like. Wonderment is a great space to be in. 
with an open mind. So you're going to tune into your heart space and we're going to ask a question that you know the answer is absolutely yes. So ask yourself the question, like for an example, is my name, whatever your name is, or am I in a room with windows? Because you know yes or no. So ask yourself a question that you absolutely know the answer is yes. Just ask that question and ask your body to show you your heart yes. And I'm going to encourage your energy to maybe make it a little bit more obvious. I'm going to move your energy just a little bit more to help you discern. So breathing and feeling into your heart yes. So just take a, a little picture and imprint of what that feels like, how that shows up right now. And we're going to clear it. So imagine we can wipe the slate clean. We're going to ask the body to return to neutral. And now we're going to invite the body to show us no. What does a heart know, feel like, look like, taste like, experience? What is the experience in your body of a heart no? So you're going to ask yourself a question that you absolutely know the answer is no. So you can ask, uh, do I like such and such? Do I like chocolate ice cream? Yes or no. If you know your answer is no, then ask yourself that question. Is the room I'm in, you know, is the door open in the room I'm in? Whatever it is, a question that you absolutely know the answer is no. And we're going to invite your body to show you no. There's a physical experience of it, energetic experience of no. And as I'm tuning into some of you, I feel like a contraction, a tightness, a heaviness, kind of a pulling down. Not everybody's going to have the same symptoms, but I'm just feeling into the collective, of those that are listening and those that are meant to be listening. So let's now clear that, wipe the slate clean, ask the body to return to neutral. Take some deep breaths, clearing that, exhaling through the mouth, releasing that tension. Go back to a yes question, a question that you absolutely know the answer is yes. And let's bring love into it. So you can ask yourself, do I love so-and-so? Do I love ice cream? Do I love whatever it is? But, but I need you to absolutely like love, adore, like, you know, scrumptious love, whatever it is that you're asking so that your body can get, show you the experience of a heart. Yes. With a real expansion of love. Here we go. Now there's that expansion, that light. I feel like there's a lifting up for, for a lot of your energies. There's a, an outward expansion. There's kind of a bright feeling inside. Again, there's, these are just some of the words that I'm feeling into, but find your own words and find the own fe your feeling for yourself. And then I'm going to encourage you to write those down. So write down how you feel with a heart yes and how you felt with a heart no. And that's part of the practice of discernment. So when you can write the down, down as descriptive and as clear as you can be, then you'll be able to identify 
when you're practicing and going along your day-to-day moments. When you are tuning in about something that you have an attachment or fear around what the answer is, it's going to be more challenging. So in the beginning, practice with stuff that you're not attached to the answer. So uh, for example, for dinner, am I to have eggs for dinner? Yes or no. Am I to, you know, drink this for, for lunch? Yes or no, whatever it is, tuning into that feeling. Once we get really attuned to the yes and no, then we eventually need to let go of those yes and no questions because it becomes very limiting. So this is kind of that life by design approach. And then we shift into life by divine. So in the beginning, we need to practice the discernment with the yes and no and really get comfortable with it. But again, you can't be attached to that because it's just pointing you to the truth. And then it becomes a tool that actually will keep you kind of stuck or limited because what you're saying to the universe or saying to spirit is, um, am I to do this? Yes or no. And spirit's like, well, if that's the only option you're giving me, the best answer is yes. Whereas if we just said, what now, what would you have me do now? Or what now spirit would be like, I'm glad you asked. I've got this for you, this direction. So it's a whole, perhaps a whole different direction. Sometimes we're like, do I take this path or this path? And spirit is saying, well, if you're only giving me those two options, then this is your best option. However, if you would open up to just whatever I'm guided to give you, I have a really cool path over here. I'd love to take you down full of miracles. And it's going to blow your mind away. So in the beginning, the discernment between yes and no is really purposeful, helpful. And then eventually we need to let that piece go and not get too attached to it and start to ask less closed questions, meaning yes or no answer questions and more open questions, meaning what now, what would you have me do? What direction? Please show me, please guide me. Here is my challenge. Here is my career. Here is my relationship. What would you have me do? That allows the divine spirit to guide you and not be restricted by what you think the path is or not is. So it's, it's giving spirit more the reins completely and takes some of the filters out of them, out of the way, because the mind is not necessarily in the equation with the questions. When you have open questions, then you're really being more wide open to guidance. So take a deep breath. I shared a lot of information today. And I'm going to encourage you to, if you need to, go back and listen. You can download these on all the podcast platforms, any of the podcast platforms that are available. And I would encourage you to do that. And while you're there, you can subscribe to the podcast if you feel inspired. So then you'll know when new replays are are uploaded and you can download those and keep them. These are great tools to go back to. But remember, these are tools that are pointing you to the truth, not to be mistaken for the truth. They're pointing to the truth and the truth that they're pointing to is, is within you. It's within each of us. And the same spirit that speaks to me is the same spirit that speaks to you. We're all connected that way. We all have the, our beautiful shared divine source. And we're all here in these unique human bodies, having these unique experiences. 
but we are all from the same source. So therefore, the same spirit that speaks through me can speak through you. And the way that I'm here in this world doing my work is unique to you and unique to everybody else. And that's because we all have a unique role to play. Everybody's role is essential in the healing of the whole. All of us contribute to the healing of the whole. So your role is essential. Your life is essential. There's something specific that you're meant to contribute into this world. And it may look small and it may look big. doesn't matter. It's essential either way. Whatever it is, the role that you're meant to play is an essential role in the healing of the whole. And the world is lucky to have you here at this time, listening to this message, awake enough to say, okay, yes, I'm willing to play my part. Yes, I'm willing to play my part. Show me the way. And that practice of divine discernment allows us to live on purpose, to live in alignment, to be the beacon of love that others are needing to illuminate the path for others, whatever it is that, that our role is meant to be, but it also serves us at such a beautiful divine level and the miracles on our path that come from living life by divine are incredible. And they actually, for me, they, they keep blowing my mind. Like I'm just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't have made this stuff up. I couldn't have, I couldn't have orchestrated this, this incredible life. And yes, it's incredibly challenging at times. And yes, it's incredibly rewarding and miraculous at the same time. So one moment at a time, stop, soften, sink in, stay with it until you feel the shift. I'm so grateful to be here with you and to share my message each week. I love you. I appreciate you. I look forward to talking to you again next week, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. And again, you can go to the podcast platforms and subscribe so that you can be notified each time there's a podcast for downloadable replay available to you. I'd love to sprinkle your life as much as I possibly can. Until next week, namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.